Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is up, guys, and welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. My name is Gordon Light. I'm going to be your host. Welcome to the show. Now, in this show, we talk about all things fitness and health related so that you can craft a high performance body and mind for continued success and results. This content is totally free, so if you did get value out of it, please go over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. I would appreciate that so much. Now let's dive right into the show. All right, we are live. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Art of Permanent Weight Loss on this fine Thursday. I'm here with Scott, the man, Scotty Dubs. What's going on, my man? How you doing? How are you? How are you? Yeah, life is good. Life is good. So uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, guys, welcome to the show. Listen, if you guys are watching this live, uh, just a heads up. We can see all your comments live, but we can't see who they're coming from uh, if you don't go in and allow StreamYard to to show your name. So the link to do that is in the in the the, the post here. I'm not even gonna like get into it here. But um, what are we talking about today? So this is gonna be good stuff. I've uh, I've gotten a lot of questions over this past week, and I know you have too, Scott, about the 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 it factor like what's the big thing that's missing what's the big thing that i don't have yet what's the big thing that you have that i don't have that is stopping me from being able to achieve what it is i want to achieve all right so the way that i typically word this when i ask it in the form of a question is do you constantly feel like you don't have it like is there that that one thing that you feel like you don't have You've tried all the programs. You've jumped from this program to that program. You read this book. You tried this workout thing. You tried this diet for three months. You did all these things. And you feel like you got a piece of, of whatever you needed, to a piece of the big picture from all those little things, but you're still missing something. You're still missing the glue. That's how people tend to, to articulate it to me is that they feel like they're missing the glue that holds it all together or there are something that's, that's keeping them from, from pushing through. And so in that, following that same, that same like process and that same flow and that same, that same order, um, the questions that I usually get on the back end of that are, you know, like, okay, Gordon, so... I I'm I'm gonna I have been unable to reach my goals. I've been unable to lose the weight. I've been able to keep the weight off. I've been unable to get the body that I've always wanted. Okay. But you clearly know how to do it, right? So you must, and this is where the assumptions come in, you must, I assume you must have XYZ, right? And I'm gonna list out a few things. These are the things, guys, that a lot of almost almost every person I talk to assumes about me. Okay. Um, and Scott, I don't know. We've never talked about this. I don't know if these are, are things that people assume about you too, but they, they probably do. Um, 
here's the thing. The first one is always uh, the assumption that my metabolism is like a volcano and that like I'm just one of those guys that can just eat everything and anything under the sun and like just go and go and go and go and go and never put on a pound. Never, you know, never have to worry about it. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. And I'll tell you about, I'll tell you why in a minute. Um, the second thing is that I, the assumption is that I work out seven days a week. I work out seven days a week. Uh, a lot of times people think that I wake up and I go for like a 20 mile bike ride, like every morning or a run, like a 20 mile run or something like that. Or maybe a 10 mile run, not a marathon, but you know, like a long distance thing, like a cardio thing in the beginning. And then, and then I train with the weights later on and then I do that seven days a week. Um, or that I fast a ton, you know, like I eat three days and then I fast for a day and then I eat for two days and I fast for a day or something like that, that people assume and, and almost, almost tell me that that's what I do. Not even ask, just tell me, you know, like, oh, I can tell that you fast like two days a week. Okay. Um, or that I take a lot of pills or take a lot of supplements, like a ton of stuff that's, you know, my, my open up my, my cabinet, my kitchen. And it's just like, <laughs> everything under the sun, right? Like all these weird things from all these different companies and whatever, this big cocktail. Um, or that I have this insane home gym, like this crazy built out, like $10,000, $15,000 home gym with bars and machines and plates and all this other stuff, dumbbells. And the reality, guys, is absolutely none of that is true, okay? Literally none of it. Um, I'm also over the age of 35, so... Keep that in mind too while we're going through this. All right. Um, so for those who don't know, I used to be obese. Okay. Um, which is is you know not a, not always a fun story to talk about, but it's the reality. I used to be obese, so I went through my own transformation. It was like eighty five pounds. Um, I absolutely do not work out seven days a week. Okay. Most weeks I work out three days a week. Right. Just like what we teach. Some days it's four. Um, that kind of ebbs and flows a little bit. Depends on what's going on in my life, but the average is three. You know, three to four, no more than that. I haven't worked out seven days a week and I don't even know since college, maybe back when I was obese, right? Doing the wrong things okay? <laughs> and getting nowhere. Um, I haven't fasted. I don't even know if I've ever fasted for a whole day, just so you guys know. Um, I haven't gone for a run in like two years. I don't do the running. I don't do that. Um, I play pickup hockey during hockey season one day a week. Okay. For about an hour. That's pretty much the extent of like my extra cardio. I don't do, uh, sometimes I'll do bike rides with my son and my wife, but that's not like high performance shred the calories kind of bike riding. That's just for fun. Um, I don't take a lot of supplements. Okay. I take like three and, um, most of them are wellness. They're not like performance enhancing supplements, if you will. And as far as the home gym goes, guys, I have one 10 pound kettlebell and a set of resistance bands. Okay. So, uh, the reason I'm telling you guys this stuff is that, um, it, it doesn't take what you think in order to have success in this area. Okay. It doesn't take all this crazy stuff. You don't need to have an electric metabolism to be able to eat pizza every week or eat ice cream every day. All right. You got, I know, and everyone thinks you do, right? You need something special. You need like this one special thing or one special characteristic or one genetic advantage or something like that. Or you have to, you have to grind through some miserable experience daily or, or, or every other day or something in order to be able to do this. And the reality is guys, it's just not true. 
Okay. I can't allow StreamYard to daily or so. Um, Scott, man, I just I'm just curious. Like all those things that I just listed, <laughs> do you do any of those things? Are those things that are part of your life? Yeah, all of them. Everyone, I do them all. <laughs> I fast every day. No, um, it's it's funny because you know, yes, I get similar similar comments from people. Um, I do not do any of those things. Uh, I get a lot. For me, it's more when I uh, people ask, like, you must go to the gym every day. Um, what's your cardio look like? Um, it's more also like if I'm out somewhere, if I'm at a party or I'm at the at a restaurant with a couple. Um, and I don't like know them that well. And they just assume that I'm going to get like, you know, three grilled chicken breasts and a side of like steamed broccoli and like not touch the bread basket and not drink alcohol or, you know, anything like that. And yeah, oftentimes like, I got, I don't understand. I, how, you don't eat that. And I'm like, what do you mean? I don't eat that. I'm eating it right now. Like, you know, they just don't understand because people are so pre-programmed to believe what they think they need to do. And it's really all been if you think back, you know, it started years ago from heavily marketed fat loss Mm -hmm. products and diets and workout videos. And it's a $60 billion industry, but that's what's been ever since like fitness and health became popular. I don't know when you say back in the eighties, maybe then, you know, it's been 30, what's that now? I'm sorry, 40 years of, of, and the way it is, is we just kind of believe what we see. So when we see people doing intense workouts and we see people, you know, touting these very popular diets, they just, that's what they assume they have to do. And that's what they assume that you do also in order to look a certain way. And, um, you know, you and I always joke about this, that like any of those diets that people try or fat, inter, you know, intermittent fasting or keto, or any of these things all work temporarily, right? They'll all work temporarily, but people's frustration isn't losing weight because people all know how to lose some weight. They just can't keep it off because they're doing things that aren't sustainable. And that's the, you know, that's kind of the problem with this entire industry. And yeah, and then people just, they keep, they get, they get marketed another product or, you know, diet or workout program and they just, that's just what they think you have to do. So, yeah, I mean, people, people are, you have to work out, you know, six, seven days a week. You have to do cardio. Carbs are the devil. Um, you can't eat at nighttime. That's a big one. And, you know, that like certain foods, like you mentioned, are just bad for you. They're, they're off limits. You know, you can't do them. They're not healthy. So you can't eat them. They're going to make you fat. And as you know, like none of that is true. And that's why people stay stuck with this stuff is because of a lack of strategy and knowledge at the end of the day. It's just they just keep on trying more and more and more and more and more of the same. Yet getting the same results is kind of an insanity. Um, but but so, so sorry for the long winded answer. But yes, I get that a lot. Just different variations of it. Yeah, man. Um, we're getting a feedback. I don't know if you, had to, you might have to turn that down. Just heads up. Oh, sir. No, it's all good. Um, so I just want to I want to touch on something real quick. So Ashley just actually just just dropped a comment here. Ashley, if you're listening, um, this <laughs> just a heads up, and we can touch base later on this too. But this this is our this is the the free group. Uh, your live check-ins are we have group calls every Monday night. And so I guess for those who are watching who are curious, we have group calls every Monday night, and then uh, your check-ins through the modules are are every week, and you can submit those at any time. 
just a heads up. That's for Ashley Luna, who is a client who's also amazing. Uh, so, all right, guys, look, those things that Scott just went through that I just went through, those are just assumptions that people make who don't have what they want yet. Okay. The reason, and this, this is, this is huge. Okay. Uh, this is, that's actually a side effect. That's an artifact of having a little bit of a victim mentality. Okay. And the reason I can say that is because that used to be me. Okay. When I was obese, we're talking eight, almost 90 pounds, uh, of, of, from where I started to, to what I was able to lose to get into, you know, into great shape. When I was at that stage, guess what I did? I did all, I, I said all those things, right? I looked at my friends who were fit and I looked at people who were fit. I looked at fitness celebrities. I looked at everybody who I thought had a great, you know, a great body who was fit and in shape. And I said all those things. He must have an amazing metabolism. He must work out seven days a week for three hours a day. He must have, he must fast. He must have some trick with when he eats and how, how he eats uh, throughout the day and like different times. He must understand like the time of day, the, the optimal time to eat food or something like that. He must do cardio <laughs> every morning and then weight train every night or something like that. Right. Uh, and, or take some weird supplements or this was, you know, I also went down the road of saying he must take steroids right? he must take because <laughs> obviously, you know, he's fit. He's got, he's got abs and I've never gotten them and I work my ass off in the gym. Why can't I get them? Uh, so therefore he must be cheating or something. He must have some crazy advantage, right? Uh, that used to be me guys. And that's, that is the, that's a, a artifact of being, of having a victim mentality, right? Which is not fun to say out loud when it's you. I get that. I understand. But that's, that is a little bit of the reality. So if you find yourself doing that, if you find yourself looking at someone else who's especially for the people we work with, right? Over 35, 40, 45, 50 years old, and they're fit and they're able to maintain that just fine. And they're still able to drink a glass of wine or have pizza or pasta or chocolate or whatever. And when you look, if you look at them and you make those kind of assumptions, like she must have a crazy genetic you know, advantage of some sort or whatever just understand that that's actually you making assumptions that are based on nothing but your own beliefs. Just because you aren't able to maintain that doing what you're doing now or bouncing from cheap program, cheap program, cheap, whatever, doing all this stuff. And just because it's not working, those little things that you're trying does not mean that for the people who are successful, that they have anything that is remarkable in terms of like unique advantages that only they can do or only they have, or that they're doing something insane. Okay. Like work out, you know, seven days a week and do 45 minutes of cardio seven days a week, that kind of stuff. Cause the reality is not true. I can't tell you how many people I talk to who say they do an hour on the treadmill every day or an hour on the elliptical every day. And yet their body stays the same. And therefore they make this assumption, right? That well, listen, I do an hour of cardio every day and you're telling me I can eat with no restrictions and work out less than that. Well, I'm already working out more than that. I'm working out more than three, four days a week and I'm eating with no restrictions and yet I'm putting on weight. So what, what's the, what's really going on here? Are you guys like, are you telling, what are you, are you lying to me? 
right? <laughs> and so the reality is, guys, I want to just I want to try to clear this up as best I can here. Is that you know eating with no restrictions means you you need to have a strategy behind that. You need to understand what that really means. Okay, when I say eat with no restrictions, when Scott says we can you can eat with zero restrictions, right? When I tell you that our clients eat with no restrictions, right? You have to understand that you need to un, you need to know how nutrition works for that really to happen. Okay. You need to know how nutrition works. You need to be educated. You need to learn some of these things. And once you learn them, you don't unlearn them. Okay. But learning these things allows you to do stuff like that. Okay. So obviously, and we say this all the time too, obviously, no matter how much knowledge you have, if you go and eat 10 boxes of pop tarts every hour on the hour, you're not going to be able to get the body that you love. Right. But here's the deal. If you love Pop-Tarts and you want to eat Pop-Tarts every day, right? If you understand nutrition and you understand how that works and you've mastered this stuff, then you can do that. No problem, right? And a lot of our, most of our clients do that. They have one thing that they were previously told they can never eat. Chocolate, pasta, bread, wine. <laughs> Wine's the big one. Um, you know, whatever. Insert a pizza. Pizza's another big one. That they were told they could never eat if they wanted to have the body that they love. And yet they're able to do that daily. Okay. So, so what it comes down to is not having another meal plan. Okay. We don't even do meal plans, by the way. Um, not doing any of the crazy stuff we talked about, taking a million supplements, work out seven days a week, do whatever, right? All those things. What it comes down to is every time is going to come down to three pillars. Okay. Three pillars every single time. I can't stress this enough. All three. You can't have just one. You can't have just two. You need all three. Okay. But that's the thing. Once you have all three of these things, guess what? You have permanence. Okay. For those of you who want to know what we do, for those of you who want to know why our clients get amazing results, it's because they build a lifestyle that includes these three things. Okay. So the, what are these three pillars? Well, the first, and we'll, we'll kind of break them down a little bit, but the first one is strategy. Okay. Strategy. So when I talk about strategy, and Scott, we're, I'm definitely going to have you jump in here too, but when I talk about strategy, guys, is that we're really talking about how you approach nutrition and how you approach training, okay, aka workouts, aka exercise, because what a lot of people do is they think they know what to do with nutrition. They think that they need to eat just nothing but vegetables and like nuts all day, every day, and that's that, and that's that makes up good nutrition. Right. That's what they think. That's what most people think. I need to eat nothing but this stuff and I'll be, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll get my goal. And then I need to exercise as much as humanly possible. And cardio is the solution. Right. Or whatever. Boot camps are the solution or CrossFit's the solution or whatever. That's like one one thing that they think is the solution. And usually it's because they saw one person who was really fit doing that one thing one time and eating those things one one time. And so they make this connection in their mind that I got to do that. That's the thing I got to do. And if I do that every day, that I'll, I'll, I'll kill it. All right. D guys, listen, <laughs> I can't tell you right now, before we even get into the second pillar, third pillar strategy is, is, is everything right. And so, you know, we use a really cool analogy for this. Um, but if your strategy is off guys, it doesn't matter what you have going on elsewhere in terms of trying to make this stuff happen. If your strategy sucks, 
you're going to go nowhere. So, um, Scott, can you can you talk about strategy a little bit from your perspective? Yeah, um, and and I think what you said is great. And and we always use the analogy with people that because most people we talk to, well, they're all over 35. They're typically in that 35 to 60 range. Um, a lot of women, predominantly women, and they all have done kind of what Gordon's saying, which is work out excessively and do some form of starvation in terms of either low calorie or give up carbs, give up sugar, not eat at night. You know, they have all these beliefs of what they need to do. And the analogy we use is I live in Cleveland, Ohio, sunny Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> and if I wanted to take my wife and two kids on a road trip to California and tour the coast, we were all excited and we're ready to rock and roll. And we pack up the car. We got a full tank of gas, got money in our pocket, credit card, everything. And we hit the freeway, but we turn east and we're driving and everyone's in a good mood. Everyone's happy. When it's time to stop for gas, we stop for gas. When it's time to pee, we go stop and pee. And when it's time to eat, we stop and eat. When it's time to sleep, we stop and sleep. We're doing everything we think we're supposed to be doing. Like that. that's what you do on a road trip, east. Like we're not going to California. We're, we're driving in the complete wrong direction. And the longer we go down that road, the further we are from getting to where we want to be. So what strategy means, what Gordon's talking about, and the first pillar we always teach people is you need a permanent strategy because a permanent strategy gets you to California. And that is, and, and, it, and it's not as difficult as people think it is. That comes with learning knowledge, knowledge and strategy. And like you said, there's two components to that. One is nutrition. Nutrition's always going to drive the ship. But I hate even saying the word nutrition because when I say nutrition, people make their assumptions and they think chicken breast, broccoli, give up carbs, eat healthy, right? That's what people think of when they hear nutrition. That is not at all what we're talking about when we say nutrition. When we talk nutrition, we talk about understanding at a very deep level the science of nutrition. And when you understand the end and have it become intuitive and can put it into play in your life, there you will think that you will be like us in the terms that you will think of keto or dieting or all these beliefs you used to have about food are so off that you wish you would have learned this a decade ago because it would have saved you a hell of a lot of struggle. So that is what's going to drive the ship is understanding that the training component is less of the right work, build the muscle recover from that so you can build the muscle and have the knowledge of nutrition fuel that whole process. That's strategy. And when you do it, you get to California. It is really that simple, but it takes some time. It takes some knowledge. It takes someone to show up committed to learning and be coachable and not just want another fad diet. Because when they do that, you keep going east. You start and stop and start and stop because you have, you know, diets like you'll get some short-term success. But that's important. The only thing that matters to us, why we're called permafit, is permanent transformations. If you, I don't know anyone that deep down wants a three-month transformation and then they want to get fat again. No one wants that. But why do people keep on doing this? It's because of a lack of strategy and knowledge. So strategy is the first pillar and it is the most important because if you lack strategy, but you have motivation and you have willpower and you do, you got all the stuff, you know, we talked to a lot of people that are like ex-Marines and ex, 
you know, and their corporate executives, people that are like pretty type A personalities that like when they want something, they go after it, but they can't get it because they're going, they're going in the wrong direction. No one can get there doing that. So it's not about those things. It's about strategy first and foremost. Yeah. You want me to move yeah. on to the next one, Gordon, or you want to, you want to take it? No, I want to hear guys. Look, um, by the way, we're, we're feedback. I think we got a feedback loop again for some reason. Um, yeah, I don't know. But guys, look, key, all those things, right? 90-day transformations. Those things, they're designed to be temporary, okay? They're designed to, even the, even the amount of time to them, the amount of time, they're, they are time-bound for a reason, right? Because because they know that no one's going to be able to sustain that for the long term, right? Very few people can actually live a ketogenic lifestyle. Okay. It takes the whole family typically for that to happen. Okay. Now I know there's people out there that are like, well, I know this one dude who's like best friend's cousin has been keto for two years and like have never felt better. Great. Cool. Why don't you try it? Okay. And come, you know, <laughs> come back and tell me in 14 days how much it sucked to not eat bread, right? Or, or, or any carbs. Look, it's just not sustainable, right? The only way to create something permanent is to do something that you can adhere to for the long time, for the long term. That's the only way you can do it, all right? So how do you adhere to something for the long term? Just ask yourself this. What, what, what would I be able to adhere to for the long term? The long term being like, let's talk 20 years, guys, all right? Not 90 days. What could you adhere to for 20 years? Spoiler, it's all the stuff you've eaten over the last 20 years, okay? It's the same stuff. It's the stuff you like, okay? You can't adhere to some bullshit meal plan for 20 years. I promise you, you can't do it, <laughs> okay? So if you have if you have this, this thought in your mind that I'm going to jump into this program, they're going to give me a kick-ass meal plan, I'm going to follow that meal plan, I'm going to get into amazing shape, and I'm going to stay in amazing shape for the next 20 years because I'm going to follow that meal plan for the next 20 years. You are setting yourself up for failure. If that's what you're going to do. Okay. And, and chances are when you join into a program like that, you probably aren't even thinking that far out. Uh, Cause I used to do this too. You know, I jump into programs. I know you have too, Scott, try stuff. Right. And I would just be excited about what results I'm going to get over the next 30 or 60 days. But that's why they all fail, <laughs> because they're designed to give you something, some quick pop of success over 30, 60, 90 days, right? What we're doing here, we, we have no interest in getting you results for 30, 60, 90 days. We want to get you results for 20 years, 15 years, 18 years, 26 years, okay? 30 years. That's what we care about, okay? So how you do that, again, is to, by creating a strategy that is actually something you can adhere to, okay? eat the stuff you want, understand nutrition, how the stuff actually works so that you don't have to try all this bullshit anymore. You can just eat the food you want, right? Does that make sense guys? And just because you don't know how to do it today, doesn't mean that it's not 100% possible and that we're not, you know, it doesn't mean that we're not teaching people how to do that every single day. Just so you guys know. Okay. It's very real. I do it every day. Scott does it every day. Um, and you know, and that, and that's, that's what we teach every day. So, um, that's the strategy guys. Okay. Training. I'm not even really going to get into training, but your training has to be right. Okay. If you're just, just like just banging the treadmill every single day, hoping and praying that that's going to do it. It's not okay. It's not, you might burn some calories. You might sweat, your heart rate might go up, but you're not going to get to your goal. And if you kind of get close, just like with a diet plan, you're not going to be able to sustain it. Okay.
I have nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with cardio, but it's not, it doesn't map to the goal the way that you guys think it does. Um, so the second pillar, because that's kind of pillar number one, second pillar, guys, is big. And this is mindset. Okay. Mindset. And mindset means a lot of things to a lot of different people. Okay. And I understand that. But when we're talking about mindset, we're really talking about taking all of the trash that's up here, the beliefs, that victim stuff I was talking about, that these assumptions that you make based on the lack of evidence that you actually have, but the fake evidence that you've convinced yourself that you have, that something is true or not true. Okay. When you change your mindset around that, which takes a while, you know, it takes, it takes focused, intentional effort to make those distinctions, to make those breakthroughs, to declutter all the mind crap that's up there and replace it with different things, replace it with new beliefs, replace it with new thought patterns, right? Do a complete pattern interrupt and reset on what it is you can actually achieve. Because right now, if you've been struggling for 10, 15 years, if you've been struggling since your mid twenties, or if you had, um, you know, three kids and it's been, you know, you have a 10 year old, a seven year old and a six year old. And, and you think that, well, I'm over 40. <laughs> I've got three kids. Therefore I'm done. Therefore it'll never happen. Therefore. Right. And you start to create rationale, right? Guys, I hear this all the time. Look, if you're in that mindset, guess what's going to happen? You're going to continue to believe that. And you're, you're going to continue to perform actions for a while and then backpedal into that mindset because those are the things that you believe. So what you need to change is all of your beliefs, all of your thought processing around that. Okay. And it's a little easier said than done guys, just cause I'm saying it to you and you might be nodding your head. Doesn't mean you're going to actually make the distinction. What you actually need to do is focus on changing your mindset. You focus on it. It actually, it's a muscle. Okay. It takes effort. It takes energy. And that's one of the things we focus on. So Scott, what's the biggest mindset shift that you see as being critical for not just getting results because results, you know, quick results come from willpower sometimes. Right. So how, how do, how do people change their mindset from your perspective to make this long-term, right? Cause you can't willpower for 20 years. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So what's that mindset shift that makes this all possible? Oh. <clears throat> yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, and that's a huge thing that we focus on because people often, when they hear mindset, they think of what you just said, which is like willpower, positive thinking, motivation. That's, that's what's called conscious awareness, right? You're aware that you're doing those things. So when you tell yourself, I can do this. I'm the man, I'm the woman, you know, whatever, like I got this, I'm motivated. I wake up and set my alarm for five tomorrow or whatever, whatever you're telling yourself, right? That's conscious awareness of your, of your mind. The problem is that as human beings, our days are about 5% conscious of what's going on. Like we make decisions based on about 5% of, of conscious effort, 95%, which obviously is a lot more than 5%, is unconscious it's subconscious it happens automatically and and how it happens automatically is based on a stored program and where does that stored pro every single thought belief experience and feeling you've ever had in your entire life literally every single thing has been stored there and it, and through that it creates a program that dictates your beliefs and your thoughts and your actions and everything based on that. That's why willpower 
and, and motivation and positive thinking and that stuff, it's not that it's bad. It's just that's 5% of it. So if you can't go in and understand how to, at a, at a subconscious level, rip up all of that crap that'll hold you back, that, that past identity of you wants you to stay where you are because that's all it knows. So what we tell people is although you're unhappy in your body, the way that your body and your mind work together is based 1000% on survival. It really doesn't give a shit about your dreams or what you want. It cares about keeping you alive, are still alive. So it thinks it's protecting you. It's trying to help. That's what it's doing. So if you truly want to change, you have to, at a, at a, at a uh, subconscious level, change those beliefs and patterns and realize that you are you do not have to be the current version of yourself and you do not have to be the old version of yourself. You can choose to become the future version of yourself, the version that is fit and that's in a body you love and that can stay that way forever. I don't associate anymore or identify with the old version of Scott Gordon. You don't identify anymore with the 90-pound overweight version of you. You don't know who that person is. So now that's easier to do, obviously, when you're not that person anymore. So what we teach people is how to do that before that person has shown up. That's challenging. But that's what we teach is that you have to get in there and do that stuff before it's happened. Right. Because once you have strategy and you truly understand strategy. The only thing that could stop you at that is really two, which are the other two pillars. But this pillar being one of those is mindset. The only thing that could stop you from fulfilling on that strategy to getting where you want is falling victim to old patterns and beliefs about yourself, about fitness, about nutrition that keep you stuck right where you are. That's why it's very normal for someone two, three weeks in to start having old thoughts, old beliefs, you know, they don't want to do something. But what we teach is how to go in and be like, Mm-mm, not anymore. <laughs> you know, we're not, we're not, we're not being defined by that person anymore. And through repetition that changes and those thoughts change, those patterns change, those beliefs change until it's just, that's not your operating system anymore. So that's mindset. Mindset is not this cliche, like, you know, positive thinking, or let's, let's say affirmations into a mirror about how great I am. Like, again, nothing wrong with it. I'm not like knocking that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that that is like 5% of what actually gets the job done. So that, that pillar is extremely important. Yeah, guys, that I would argue that that's like, you know, I said all you need all three pillars. You do. Um, I would argue that this one's like a little bit bigger. <laughs> this one's holding up. This one's taking more of the load. Uh, because here's the deal: like, if you if you fall back into that, right? And we see it every day. We like Scott said, week two, week three, week four. We see our clients start to, you know, there's a little friction there. Like they're they're starting to break the shell. They're starting to break out into that new person, but there's there's a little resistance because of the five, six, eight, 10, 12, 15, 20 years of beliefs that are in there. And, you know, we jump in and we're like, no, 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 listen, listen, that that's all the stuff you're telling yourself is just not true. It's just not true. Listen, you told me you wanted this, 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 and this, right? Here's who you're becoming. Here's who you used to be, right? The, that person that you used to be doesn't get this, 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 and this right? But you are going to go through a metamorphosis here 
in order to get there. And guys, that is that is magic. That is gold. Because that yeah. is the thing that's like it's just it's just it's just that powerful. Um yeah, yeah Gord, I want to jump in on, on one thing here too that this when you don't have strategy, which is whole, you know, watching this, when you don't have that strategy, this pillar, the mindset pillar, is what keeps you stuck where you are. Okay. Because what it does, how it's working right now in this moment, if you're stuck and you know that there's a solution out there, the only reason you're not doing it is because of thoughts that are pre-programmed in you that you're saying to yourself. Typically it's something around either like, it could be something about belief, like, no, I don't believe these guys, right? That is a fear-based mindset thought to keep you stuck. It could be, I wanna find out how to do this on my own so I don't have to spend any money because I've got bills and I've got a mortgage and I've got this and I've got that. So I use money as an excuse not to do it. I can't spend money right now. I can't invest in myself right now. I've got three kids. I've got this, I've got that. Again, anyone can find the money to do this. 100% of people use that one as an unconscious time, energy, same thing. I'm busy. I just started a new job. With COVID, I've got, you know, now I'm doing this at home on top of my work duties. I just don't have the time. I, I, I can't find the time to do this right now. Again, these are all things, and I'm not knocking anyone. What I'm saying is this is how our minds work. Our minds want to keep us stuck where we are because it's safe. It's known, and you're safe here. As much as, un as you're unhappy with your body, you're used to it. And, and change is scarier than staying stuck. It's hard to admit that. Trust me. I know. But it is how our minds work. And that is 1,000% why you stay stuck because you listen to those unconscious fears about why you can't do it instead of how can I do it. Hmm. Guys, I want to tell you just a quick story, real brief. Um, I have a bachelor's degree and a master's degree in electrical engineering. Okay. Of all things. Um, when I graduated from college, uh, 13 years ago, <laughs> I got a job right <clears throat> now. I trained people on the side. I coached people on the side. Fitness has been a part of my life for a long time, but I went and built a career in that field knowing that I wanted to build a career in fitness. I wanted to build a career in health and nutrition and stuff like that. Okay. And it was told to me early on, you don't know how to build a business, Gordon. So you need to invest in a business coach. Okay. And for years, I did exactly what Scott just did. I was like, no, no, no. I got this. I'm going to try it on my own. I'm going to scrounge and figure it out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm not going to invest. I don't have the money. I don't have the time to work with a, a business coach. Right. I did this for years until I eventually like broke down like literally was in tears because I, I, this was years ago because I knew I wasn't going to be able to figure it out on my own. And I made that investment and guess what? Here we are. Right. And I, so I know exactly what that takes. I know Scott, you do too, but I want you guys to understand that like that's that it is that powerful, right? It is that powerful. And the same thing, right? It was a strategy piece. There was a whole mindset. The mindset I was telling myself was like, I can never do this. I can never build a company around fitness and health and nutrition. I can never do that, right? Those were the things I told myself. 
right? But I made that mindset shift, right? I did the strategy piece. And then this third piece I'm about to talk about, I also put in place, okay? That third pillar. Uh, before I do, there's a couple comments here I just wanna hit on. Um, so Kimberly, right, <clears throat> you are in the mindset right now. You have belief patterns that, okay, I had five kids, therefore, I'm never going to be able to X, Y, Z. I'm never going to be able to lose it. I'm never going to be able to get into the body that I want. I'm never going to be able to do this, right? That's a belief that you have. And what, what, what actual rationale do you have that for that, Kimberly? What, what, what is backing that up other than it's an assumption that you're making, right? It's been challenging to get the result doing what you're doing. Therefore, you've made this conclusion that it's impossible, right? Or, or just about impossible. Other than that, let me know what, 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 what ammunition do you actually have that's backing that up? And then Amanda says, I'm six months in and those beliefs still creep in. Right, right. Yeah. So Amanda's awesome. She's a client of ours. Um, yeah, she's been with us for six months and yeah, those, they take a long time, right? But Amanda, would you agree that, uh, in over time, they, they, they get a little bit quieter, a little bit quieter, a little bit quieter, right? Those beliefs, they just get, they get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller as you, as you go through this process. Um, and she's in a, yeah, she is right there. I'm a full-time working mom, two kids and, uh, and she's killing it. So I won't steal her thunder, but Amanda's doing amazing. So guys, look, yeah, you can't use those as excuses. Like that's kind of what they are, but those, you know, the, I don't want to use that, that phrase, like no excuses. Right. But those excuses come from a mindset. Okay, they come from an old mindset and past beliefs. Yeah, and, and Gordon, on that on that note, guys, a belief, all it is is but truly all a belief is, it's not a fact. This is what people confuse. It is not a fact. A belief is your level of certainty that something is true, your belief that it's true. So if you believe for certain that because I have five kids and I had a C-section and I've tried all this stuff and nothing will work for me, that you believe it's true, it becomes true in your world because that's just kind of all your now, all your decisions, all your actions, all your results are predicated on that belief. But it's a belief, it is not factual. I know it's hard to believe, it's hard to hear, but that's the truth. It is not a fact, not a fact whatsoever. It is a belief. Some beliefs are harder to uproot than others, but they all can be uprooted if you show up committed and coachable, that's it. Depends how bad you want this. You know, some yeah. people choose oftentimes subconsciously to stay stuck. Not because I know it sounds weird. Why would I not want to be in great shape? Why would I not want this? Why do I not want that? So used to doing things this way. And so used to believing these thoughts that they're so part of you that to change them and uproot them would be very difficult to do. And you just don't believe it's possible. You don't believe it's possible. If you truly believe that it was possible, you pull the trigger like that. It's because of the mindset piece. And that's why it's it's hard to say mindset's more important than the strategy because it's like, I hate when people use that, like this is 70%, this is 30. They're both 100%. You can't get there without questioning beliefs. Can't become a new person without questioning beliefs. Hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff. And stuff. All right, guys. So this third pillar, this third piece. All right. So strategy was number one, and uh, mindset is number two. Okay. This third piece. These are in no particular order, by the way. But number three is accountability. All right. And here's the thing with accountability. Like, because I always say it this way: 
yes, you know what the textbook definition of accountability is. I got it, right? But here's the thing. A lot of people that I talk to, and I used to think this too, right? If you guys haven't picked up on this, all this crap is stuff I used to do. All this crap is stuff Scott used to do. All this crap is stuff that our, our clients who are super successful used to do, okay? Accountability, a lot of times people will be like, look, I'm just gonna use my spouse. I'm just gonna use my best friend. I'm just gonna use my, my coworker. I'm just gonna use whoever, my neighbor. You guys know deep down that none of that stuff, and you do that because it's, you know, it's, they're free, right? Free, cheap, right? It doesn't, there's no cost investment. So you're like, I'll just use my wife. You know, she's like, I'm just going to bounce my ideas off her. I'm going to make her make me go to the gym or whatever. You know, that stuff doesn't work. And the reason it doesn't work, guys, is because they like you too much. Okay. At the end of the day, they like you too much. And then a little side tangent, tangential piece of that is that they care about you getting this stuff these things you want, but they don't care that much. Okay. They really don't like they care, but not that much. Okay. I want you guys to kind of repeat that in your mind for a second. They care, but not that much. My husband cares, but not that much. My wife cares, but not that much. And the reason that they, that they don't care that much is because they know that there's going to be some combative situations, right? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know you had a bad day, but you said, that you were going to commit to this, right? You said you were going to do this. Well, look, honey, I don't give a shit what I said. I'm going to do this, right? Those, those are like the conversations that happen, right? The, the, it's not a healthy situation, right? So at the end of the day, real accountability is when the only thing that that person cares about, the only thing that that person cares about and is invested in is your success, right? That's what accountability really is. That's what accountability really is, is like, I don't care. Honestly, I mean, I, I like you. <laughs> You're a great person. Um, you have beautiful hair. I like you, but I actually don't really care that much about anything else in this relationship except your success. I care about you. I do, but I care more about your success. Does that make sense, guys? That's what real accountability is, right? Is like, Look, I just want you to win. Tell me about, you know, all these other things later. I want to know that you're winning. I want to know that you're winning. What do you need? You know, here's, here's everything that I think you need. Tell me what else you need. What do you need to be successful? How can I support you? Right? That's accountability. By the way, I saw your metrics. I saw what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I'm fielding your questions. I know where your mind is at. I can help you steer the ship. Right? I know where you're at because I've been there. I know what the phases of transformation look like because I've lived it. So I know what you're going through, right? I can help you navigate those landmines. I can help you navigate those, those pitfalls and those tripwires that'll send you down into mindset hell or send you down into strategy hell or self-sabotage hell. I've been there. I know it, okay? Your husband, your wife, best friend, your coworker, they don't know those things, right? Accountability is not, all right, dude, I'll meet you at the gym at five. That's not accountability. Okay. Um, so man, all right. I don't want to get too crazy like with that, but it's, it's a, that's a, that's a, that's a big sticking point for me. So I believe in accountability hundred percent guys. Um, having someone looking over your shoulder and doing all those things I just talked about. And so, you know, like Scott, I guess, you know, before we wrap up here, like, do you want to touch on that a little bit? What have you seen the most with accountability as being a pitfall for someone not succeeding? Yeah, I think the word accountability, um, 
to me, like it sparks like a, hey, this person's making sure I do it. And that is a part of accountability. I look at it as like one step deeper, though. It's about accountability, support, coaching, right? And a coach's real job is to allow you to stumble and course correct and help you course correct and have you learn, right? A spouse doesn't do that. A best friend doesn't do that. It's like the blind leading the blind. The other one's community. Having a community of other people going through what you're going through that also have support and a kind of coaching, not like two friends like, hey, let's lose some weight, Susie. We're going to go to the gym, work out with this 22-year-old personal trainer, and he's going to tell us how to do bicep curls. Uh, you know, like that's not what I'm talking about. Account- like real accountability is like real structured support, coaching, community, accountability to make sure that you get what you're looking for. And at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't have to be difficult. It's difficult because you're making it difficult because of fear, fear of actually like making a decision to do something about it. And I've done this too. And I know you have too, Gordon, as you look for the cheapest or most free or researched way to do this. And I can't tell you how many years of my life I wasted, how much money I wasted too on all the cheap stuff. Um, and the, and the free stuff, the time, stress, the energy, like that went into, I think I could figure this out. I think I could figure this out. And then you finally hit that wall. You're just like, screw it. Like, you know, so, so we always tell people like, we're not, I mean, you know, this Gordon, like we are so far from like high pressure. Like you got to do this. Like, this is not that type of program. This is something where you like you showing up and committing to yourself is like half, right? No one can force you into anything. You have to show up and want it because that's when you, like you making a decision in the spite, in spite of fear to do something about this, like something serious about this, what does that do? That shocks your belief system that said, I can't do it. I, you know, I I don't have this. I don't have that. It won't work for me. You just send a shockwave to it. And you're like, whoa, what just happened? You pattern interrupted. You interrupted that pattern. And, and all of a sudden it's like scrambling around because you just interrupted what it's used to, which is staying stuck. That's why it's so, so important. And I don't think people really grasp that until they do it. And then they're like, I totally get it. Totally <laughs> get it. And any client of ours could say that, that like, I totally get it. That like, yes, I was in fear. I didn't do anything. I tried all these different things. I finally just said, screw it and did it. And it's the best thing they ever did because they shocked it. They literally interrupted those patterns just by making that decision. So, but again, it has to be you you doing that. You have to be, I'm done. Like our best clients show up committed in the sense of like, they are done. They're done being overweight. They're done being a fraction of who they used to be. They're done being a fraction of who they want to be. Now they're 35, 40, 50 years old. They're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to live the next 40 years like this, like on and off of diets and not eating carbs and like, screw that. Like they're done. But in order to do that, you got to show up coachable and committed to yourself. So that's it guys. You know, you won't find any hard pitches here. If, 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 if I have to convince you of your dream, if I have to convince you that you want this permanently, <laughs> then it, you know, then that's, that's, that's stupid, right? If Scott has to convince you, then this is not a fit, right? But 
I mean, look, if this is, if any of this is resonating with you and this is really for, you know, I'm not talking to you, Amanda and Ashley, cause you guys are already permafit clients, but you know, if this is resonating with you, if you, if you're, if you're this person that's stuck in this stuff, you know, and you're like, damn, I am, I am done. I am done with this crap. Uh, that the best thing to do from here is to schedule a call with us. Like, and just see if it's a good fit, right? And you can do that at permafitforlife.com forward slash call. And what, what you're going to find, guys, just so you know, it's a little sneak peek is like, you know, we're going to hop on the phone. We're going to talk about what's working with you. What's worked, right? What's, what's working? What has worked in the past? Where do you want to go? What do you want? And why do you want it, right? We're going to unpack that. We're going to figure out where it is you want to go. Then we're going to put that strategy together. Right? We'll put our heads together. We'll figure that out. And look, if it turns out that it's a great fit, which it's not for everybody, and that's totally fine. But if it's a great fit, you know, we could talk about working together. Cool, right? You can you can join up here with Amanda and Ashley and us, right? And and if it's if it's a great fit, cool. If it's not, that's fine too. Look, again, you have to want this, right? You have to want this. And if you're done, you're sick and tired being sick and tired, then let's have a talk, okay? That's it's really that simple. There's nothing else to it. There's no more humming and hawing you got to do. It's it's just that simple. So, uh, if you want to do that, I'll actually post it here uh, on the video. I think I can do this. Yeah, just go there, permafitforlife.com forward slash call. It's that simple, guys. Just book a time, uh, pick a time and day that works for you. Fill out a couple questions, submit. Boom, done, easy. And uh, if you guys have questions about this stuff, you know, you can drop comments here in the live if you want, or you can just send us messages. We'll answer them. But the best thing to do to move forward, if you're done with this crap and you're just ready, then just go there, book a call, and let's have a talk. It's really that simple. So, um, Scott, do you have anything else, man, before we punch out here? Amanda says, hell yeah, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you nailed it, man. I think it's uh, it's not about us at all. We tell this to people on the calls, too. Like, this is 1,000% about, like, you and what you want and how ready you are. Right. Nothing to do with us whatsoever. Does not change our lives whatsoever. Whether like, uh, you know, something an individual chooses to work with us or not. But we know, like Gordon, you know this, what's on the other side of it for them. And that's why we do this. That's what empowers us. You know, if you want to stay stuck again, like it doesn't. Affect us, but you like choosing to make that decision, like we know what happens next. That's the, that's the best feeling in the world for us because we know what happens to you. But you still got to take that first step or else it doesn't work. Yeah. 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 I kind of geek out a little bit usually when people are in, you know, on that verge of enrolling. That's my favorite part because I know how it plays out for them. Um, cool, guys. All right. So, yeah, if you guys have questions, you know, just drop them here in the comments or shoot us a message. We'll, we'll answer that for you. No problem. And um, if you're looking to schedule a call, great. We'll drop that link here as well in the comments, but it's permafitforlife.com forward slash call. So, all right, guys, that's going to do it. We're going to punch out here. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you in the next one. All right. See you. Thanks, guys.